Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week, we are looking at things that I'm not saying. If you would, we're looking at the boundaries that God has established regarding the ecclesia. We are the church. We're, we have the responsibility to seek the advancement of the kingdom of God. 2 Corinthians 5 says we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. We are to bring people and institutions, in all honesty, into reconciliation with God. That is our assignment. Now, with this, there are boundaries to that. There are boundaries. and Because what happens a lot of times is when, when we begin to talk about these things, then um, people will sometimes go places with them that isn't what the Word of God is teaching. We, we are not, um, we're not saying, if you would, that if the church rises up, that basically, and it takes its place, that we will uh, bring in the second coming of Christ into a world that is fully submitted to him. Not the case. The Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible does not teach that the world will be fully submitted to Jesus when he returns. But what we are saying is that God has given us the assignment to seek to bring the world into alignment with him, to seek to bring people into reconciliation with God, that we are, the, we are responsible to take that as far as we can within the boundaries of how God has told us to function. In other words, God is telling us that not all nations and not all people are going to listen to him. Evil men will wax worse and worse. As we've talked about the last two days, that when Jesus comes to the earth, there will be sheep nations, there will be goat nations. Both are going to exist. So many Christians act like all the nations of the world will have aligned with the Antichrist. That's as far from the truth of Scripture as you can get. Uh, I'll just throw this out. <laughs> Because this, man, this, uh, uh, when it comes to the end time, people love to scare people. I'll probably never be able to do anything. I always joke and say, I can't, I'll never be able to write a book on the end times because mine will not be scary because it's biblical. And, uh, you know, people love, you know, the Antichrist is going to rule the world. No, he's not. The Bible says, if you would, personally, at most, well, at most, he controls four nations. You know, the ten uh, horns, the, uh, the seven horns, the ten crowns. If you would, there's ten there, and he plucks up three. In other words, he will be the leader of a nation. He will defeat th three other nations and control them, but then... He will rule a, a league or a federation of ten nations. He is not going to rule the world. 
Now, the world will be in awe of him. He will have tremendous influence over the world, but he will not rule the world. And we need to understand that because people have bought into the false teaching that the Antichrist will rule the world, then there's just sheep, excuse me, there's just uh, goat nations. There are no sheep nations, but there will be sheep nations and there will be goat nations. And that brings us to the point of why? Why will that be? Well, it's because of what we've talked about many times that God has established jurisdictions. He established four jurisdictions. And chronologically speaking, the first was self-government. The second one was family government. The third one was civil government. And the fourth one was church government. God established those four jurisdictions. And if you would, a jurisdiction is identified by its boundaries. I've been referencing the term boundaries a number of times this week because you have to understand God has established boundaries for everything. And if you remove those boundaries, that's where you get into error in applying Scripture is when you remove the boundaries. And first, let's go to Hebrews 9.27. The first jurisdiction that God established was self-government. Self-government. In other words, I am responsible for myself. You are responsible for yourself. That is the self-government that God gave you. It says, and it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. It's appointed for men to die once and after this the judgment. See, we'll all have to stand before God for what we've done. At that point, it's not going to be that, well, you know, uh, kind of like Adam in the garden. Well, the, the woman that you gave me and then Eve, oh, well, well, you see the serpent? You know, he dealt with Adam about Adam. He dealt with Eve about Eve. He dealt with the serpent about the serpent. Each one has to stand before God on their own. And and you see, with that, the fact that we are the ecclesia and that we begin to actually take our place at the gates of the cities and we begin to implement, that does not do away with other people's self-government. We understand that when it comes to salvation. We preach the gospel. We compel them to come. We invite them to accept Jesus. We put forth effort for them to give their heart to the Lord. But at the end of the day, it's their choice whether they do or not. But It's our responsibility to make the presentation. It's our responsibility to seek to win them. That's our job. It's on them what they choose because they will have to stand before God. And the Bible tells us they will all be without excuse. That's a scary thought, isn't it? They'll all be without excuse. Let's take that same application to this. 
We are to seek to bring things into reconciliation with God. We're to, we've been given that ministry of reconciliation to bring things into alignment with God. Now, that involves people. So we're to seek the alignment. But again, people have their choice. People have their decisions. Let's take it on a, a very easy subject to understand, abortion, being pro-life. I seek to protect the life of the unborn. I seek to bring our nation's laws into alignment with God because the first unalienable right is the right to life. No one has the right to take someone else's life except government in the process of executing judgment for, of, for taking someone else's life, Genesis 9-6. And so from that standpoint, I work to that. I support that. But then when votes happen... I'm not the only one that votes. So again, kind of to our question yesterday, do I just quit? No. No, I need to stay at my post. I need to keep looking for ways to bring about that reconciliation. Is there ultimately an overall promise that we're going to succeed? Well, let me put it to you two ways. <laughs> you know, the sheep and goat nations tell us that there will be places that don't come into alignment with God. Sheep nations tell us there will be nations that are in alignment with God. Jesus told us that on this rock he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. So I'm just going to present a possibility could it be that the difference between sheep nations and goat nations is what the church does within those nations? Could that be? If the gates of hell will not prevail, then that nation would be a sheep nation. But if the church doesn't engage that nation will be a goat nation. So you see, it's really up to us. But one of the boundaries is we do not violate people's will. We, we, we cannot violate people's will from that standpoint. In other words, especially in a republic like ours, and this is one of my pet peeves, we are not a democracy. And anytime you hear somebody say we're a democracy, they're either uninformed or have an agenda. Because in the Constitution, we are called a republic. In the uh, Pledge of Allegiance and to the republic for which it stands. You see, the best way to put it is we are a democratic republic. 
We are a republic, which is representative government, and those representatives are decided through democracy. It's a blend, but the actual function of government is republic. Now, with this, the will of the people determines who gets elected. Majority vote. But from that standpoint, again, what we end up having to do in this framework is we have to win the hearts and lives of people. Again, it's in one sense, I cannot guarantee how it will come out because I only have jurisdiction over myself. I got jurisdiction over myself. I can determine what I do. I can determine whether or not I'm going to function as the ecclesia or not. But I cannot determine if anyone else will. I can encourage them. I can teach. I, I can, I, if you would, I can do the things that I'm doing <laughs> to try to help people do that. But I can't make anybody do anything. And that's one of the boundaries of this. And again, I, I can't prove it by Scripture, but all Scripture is true. So with what Jesus said about the gates of hell not prevailing against the church, I do believe there's a strong possibility that the difference between sheep nations and goat nations is the actions that the church in those nations take. Let's be a sheep nation. God bless you. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.